what was the scene at Central? Like, what did you guys do for fun? Central was like a, yeah, it was a party school. It was a party school. Like, I. It was like the best of both worlds, though, because it was like a large university. Like, there were like. 30,000 people mm-hmm. that went there, but it was a smaller campus. Like, you could walk from one end to the other in 15, 15 minutes. minutes. Now totally. I'm wondering if I went to Central instead of Western. Because Western's way bigger. Western's, like, huge and will, uh, like, uh, And where hilly. is Western? And it's hilly. Kalamazoo. Yeah. Kalamazoo. On the and west side. And their colors side. are brown and yellow. Yeah. Ours are maroon and gold. They're actually our rival you, school. We'll never know the answer to <laughs> if I went to Central or Western that weekend. There's no way to ever <laughs> confirm this. We'll no. never figure it out. There really I like is that. that. I used to party at um, Western a lot. One time, I because I look the way that I... I'm very tiny for people who don't know who I am. I'm a tiny person with brown hair and uh, I used to be called Snooky a lot when she was very oh, famous. Yeah, that was, that the was really very popular the She was very then. famous when I was in college. So anytime... Did you go to any Jersey Shore parties? I those were a rather, thing those were They big. were definitely a thing. I would rather die because every party I would walk into they were literally like Snooki's here and I hated it I was like can I just have a break for one night god somebody pay me if I'm gonna impersonate this bitch (laughs) you know like once I, I one Halloween I caved and I dressed up as her and it was a hit. But for a long time I was very upset about it. I don't know why. I was like, I don't want to be this trash person. Because well, after a while, it's, you must just be annoyed by it was everyone so saying the same thing. Annoying, and I just like, oh ha ha ha, so original. Right, and I just didn't I'm think she was attractive, hair, just like her. Yeah, exactly. I just didn't think she was attractive, so I was like, do people really think I look like her? It was just an insecurity thing. But I was called. Snooky and pushed out of a party at Western literally pushed out the door door slammed behind me locked after they were like had made fun of me and I was hammered uh, and it was actually my friend's house but you know how those house parties are they're so huge and right. so many strangers gets are there crazy. gets crazy um, so I'm like knocking on the window I'm like let me back in and I was pissed I want more of this I like I it was, I thrive I by put being a bump in it. let me in <laughs> dude dude and uh, like I said it was my friend Julie's house so eventually somebody who I actually knew let me back into the party and I punched those two dudes in the face good yeah good. yeah well and ew gross two dudes are pushing you out yes. like physically removing you from physically a removed house. me yeah That's not cool. they were like ew, sounds very snooky, like making fun of me saying that I looked like her blah 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 was this when you were dressed like her or just a normal not when I dressed no just at a normal party yeah. I'm here to tell you you don't look a thing like snooky <laughs> okay <laughs> you know you after years of therapy yeah i know it was so <clears throat> but that just goes to show you like college and, yeah. and like how the bully instinct still hadn't did left they know us that you yet. went to central did i don't this, think so did this factor into they it? were strangers they were people so who like were friends friends of a friend of a friend or something they were just at a random house party and they were being mean they were just like mean frat boy people, you know. Yeah, that's gross energy. The worst. We yeah. don't like no them. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, those are some moments from eighteen to twenty-five. Uh, Fire so, up chips. So bad. Yeah, lots of drinking. <laughs> Fire up chips. Lots of drinking. Now I just want to do like the um, putting you two on Facebook together to see how many mutual friends you are have. And oh, we, we probably, probably do have, have so many. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we can do that right we now. We can do it right now with the. With the internet um, on our phones. So I don't really care about like rivalries and shit, but like Central and Western had a rivalry and we had the Central Western weekends and stuff. Uh-huh. But I remember <laughs> I went to Western one time and they like painted on um, a big rock. It said, because <laughs> we made like shirts that said, Buck the Francos. Yeah. 
And then they made one that said, like, they were trying to say fuck the chips, but they, like, did it wrong. Like, it looked, uh, this is a bad story because I'm not remembering it 100%, but they're stupid is the point. (laughs) It should have said, like, uh, buck the chips. No, chuck the fips. Like, yeah, but then they but they were like saying like fuck the fuck. It's like no, you guys, you tried and you failed. Like this is yes. bad. This is a stupid thing. This rivalry is. And bad. also, this is a stupid story that I just told. Hey, um, you know what? Okay, Sarah Steele. That's Sarah from Central. Steele is a Central person, isn't she? And that's it. And that's it. <laughs> that's wow. The only we were one. Light years away from each other, huh? Yeah, she that's went funny. to the high school next to mine, so that's how I knew her. And now we're Facebook friends. Yes. And now I actually added you on Johanna's page. So I made you guys friends. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That's so funny. Okay. And then our final segment is Sage. The The Sage. Sage. That is uh, like 25-ish to current. 25 to current. 25. Um, after I stayed at Central for so long and had way too much fun and then one day realized, what the fuck am I doing? So I moved back home when I was 24, 23 maybe, uh, l- moved in with my mom, uh, in my hometown of Clarkston and started waiting tables. It was my first waiting, like waitress job. Uh, where did you serve at? Uh, Fountains in Clarkston. It's the trashiest golf course you will ever go to, but they think that they have money and they think they're the shit. Um, like yeah. the owners do or like the people that All go of it. there? Okay. All <laughs> of it. Everyone there. Um, and it's just like, you are so close to Pontiac. Get over yourself. Like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just it's so silly. But I worked there for three years, um, but then I got fired because I got blackout hammered at the employee golf outing and stole a sandwich from the kitchen. <laughs> that is absolutely perfect. <laughs> but they were honestly just looking for a reason. Yeah, but it's like you're me. at a function. You're allowed to be a person and steal a sandwich. Yeah. If you're I mean, on the clock, that's another thing. Well, it's a thing that it was one of those things that everybody does this, but because an owner like saw me do it and they had been looking for a reason to exactly. get rid of me. I got fired from a job shitty. for like a very similar thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. My boss was comping everyone's lunch that day. Everyone. And I was a cashier, so I knew it. So then when I was clocking out, I comped my lunch. And he was like, what is this? And I was like, you comped everyone's lunch. So I comped mine. And he was like, "Mm mm-mm. You're fired. Shook his head, went downstairs, and went over my boss's head, who loves me, and called the district manager and told him that I was comping my meals. Did you get fired that day? I got fired the next day when I came in. Yeah. And my boss who like loves me and hired me was like, you know, I wouldn't have done this, but he went over my head. That guy still to this day, if I ever go to Chicago, comps my meal. (laughs) So it's like the ultimate revenge. Hell yeah. 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 He loved me. What a success story. I know. Thank you. Thank you, Robin Tolentino. (laughs) Shout out. You're the best. Um, but yeah, Did you so enjoy serving? I still serve. I'm yeah? a server to this day. Yeah, Do that's you like how, it? Uh, I have my days. I have my days where I'm very positive that 
this isn't going to be what I do for the rest of my life. So I go in with like a chipper attitude, attitude, you know, and I'm like, let's serve some tacos. I work at Imperial in Ferndale. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I I honestly do love working there. It's the best serving I've ever had. Um, And plus tacos and margaritas. Hello. Fuck yeah. Yeah. The margaritas are bad. They're super duper good. I am always in the mood. I've had two and I've been pretty close to blackout and I am not a lightweight. (laughs) Oh, we put like three ounces of liquor in our margaritas. Uh They're great. They got a good kick. I oh, like it. it's so good. And they're like craft cocktails, too. So you're getting like the real stuff. It's so good. Um, anyway, I did enjoy it. I had a lot of fun. I met, again, such amazing women through through that job and just like through that industry. At every restaurant I've ever worked at, I take away a friend. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I moved in with my mom for and lived with her for a couple years. And during those two years, I like didn't go back to school. I think I maybe tried to go to OCC for a while. Uh, and then... I traveled. I went like all over the United States. I went to like Bonnaroo. I went to Coachella. I went to like music festivals and just like lived it up when I was 24 um, and had such a good time. Uh, And then when I was 25, I was like, okay, it's time to get out of your mom's house and stop like just putting all your money into like being adventurous. You've seen what you needed to see. You've done the drugs you need to do, (laughs) you know. Uh, And then I signed on my first house in Ferndale uh it was my first time not living in Mount Pleasant not living in my hometown moved to Ferndale paid in cash and that was the best feeling in the entire world like in cash here is first month's rent the security deposit uh you know whatever else you need so it was like <laughs> you know a couple thousand dollars yeah and that's a big as deal a 25 year old who you know was just partying my dick off for years it felt good to to do that so I've lived in Ferndale ever since, and I'm going to be 30 in uh, a week. So, Ooh, happy yeah. early birthday. Thank yeah. you. Thank That's you. That's awesome. Saturday. Uh, I'll do a quick plug, actually. They're roasting Johanna Madranda. I saw that on Facebook, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, at the Independent, uh, Saturday, February 1st, which is actually my birthday. Um, this will come out after that. But oh, for all shit. of you, For all <laughs> of you who were there... Good for you. Good yeah, for you. Yeah, this will be playing like at the end of. Good February, for you. You probably. saw Johanna cry in public. Or March. <laughs> <laughs> um, I through your stories, I have realized that a, a big like carryover in all of them is all of these like great women that you surround yourself with. Yes. And that is like something for me that I all I feel like actually a lot of your stories like I still um, related to a lot like mm-hmm. I was very close to my family my whole life yeah. always lived with my family we always helped each other out mm-hmm. and all, a lot of the people I was very close to my whole life were all women so yeah. that's like really cool that you also have just like this really great connection with women and building them up. Women are just such fantastic beings. I love women. And it's not sexually, but I like yeah. them a lot. They're yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Will you just try it out? I will not <laughs> give it a rest. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> women, uh. ew. Love them, but ew. Uh, I yeah, I just have so much respect for when I I mean, I was raised by a single mother. Uh, Same. My aunts, and I'm an only child, so I'm like obsessed with my mom. Um, and my aunts are all, we're very Peruvian. Like people don't understand. I, I have a joke about how I have a perfect American accent. I'm like, but I have uncles named Huicho, Tito, like Paco. Like I'm very Hispanic. Don't get it twisted. So like, 
<laughs> and and they all have heavy accents. They're all very strong, opinionated, loud. Um, every single holiday ends in tears. Uh, they're very passionate. Oh, we could just switch for a holiday. Yeah, then. we should. <laughs> Shit, you would have a blast. Yeah, you a can go of, hang out with my Irish family, and ooh, I'll go hang out with yours. Yeah, a lot of tequila. Um, our, Lots of whiskey for us. Oh, I love whiskey, though. That's See? Goodness, this is great. That'd be great. Yeah. I love tequila. There you go. Uh, our... <laughs> Christmas photos in front of the tree this year was me and my cousin and my all of my aunts uh, taking tequila shots on the floor. So in front of the Christmas tree, uh, we'll show those later. But sounds like a good Christmas. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We do have a lot of fun, but I but there were tears and fighting at one point always. Um, but yeah, I think that being raised by them has made me that kind of person. So I'm drawn to strong, opinionated women who are sassy. In every aspect of my life. So that's why I am such good friends with my college girls and such good friends with Connor Mead and, you know, Carolyn Paul and just amazing, amazing women who impress me literally every day. Yeah. You know? That's awesome. Yeah. You want to surround yourself around people that yeah. inspire you, make you feel good. Yeah. And do you think those people and just women in general influence your type of comedy and how you tell your stories and stuff on Absolutely. stage? Yeah. 100%. Um, there's just and a lot of my quote unquote jokes, I guess, are are story based and and come from true life events and making fun of myself and making fun of my upbringing as much as I can because if you're not laughing, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Yeah, what's right. the point? What's the point? So, so yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. Now you got me thinking. I'm like, yeah. women are so cool. Right. Uh, well, yeah. and a lot of the stuff that like you mentioned, like even the people like. I, I feel like comedians and uh, I mean, I'm going to put us into the same category for this yeah. moment, like um, improvisers and uh, stand up comedians and everybody like I feel like we draw from those moments when we were kids that oh, like yeah. where they were making fr fun of us for how we looked or how we yeah. sounded and everything. And like now we're like, well, I already lived that so I can go yeah. on stage and just bomb if I need to and work out some shit. Absolutely. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I've bombed so many times throughout my life that this one doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, you're like, mm, give me the best you got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you feel like there's like a lot more women now in the um, stand up comedy scene in Detroit? Yeah, yeah. I touched uh, based on that a little bit earlier, but it's really cool to watch. But I also have this theory that there isn't a ton of women doing stand-up comedy because it's such a crazy thing to do. Because if you think about it, there are millions and millions of comedians in the United States. It's ridiculous. Like, let alone in Los Angeles it's or New York, you know? We're, we're all over the nation. For you to actually make this your job you have to work so hard. Like, you, and, and a lot of comedians are people that have like mental illness, you know? So like, we're depressed a lot. We're down on ourselves. We did, we, this, this got canceled or this booker did this or like we were mistreated or we went to a show and no one liked us. It's a lot of like, no one likes me, you know, like you're so scared all the time, but you're also very brave and you do the thing. But, um, I don't know. It's just, uh, totally just lost my train of thought. Very hungover. This coffee <laughs> is very strong. Um, what was I saying? We were talking about something. Women in comedy. Women in comedy. Sorry, sorry. It's, it's crazy very hard. That there's a yeah, lot yeah, yeah. of people doing it. Please cut that out. That was so embarrassing. Um, but yeah, I, I have this theory that a lot of women aren't doing it because it's such a crazy dumb thing. 
you know, whereas well, like, do you think also because it's like so male dominated and it's like, ugh, do I want to just put myself into that situation where there's going to be men making comments and giving me their opinions and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like representation. Where it's like I get that enough in I everyday life. I think that there's so much truth behind that. And I do think that that's also a part of the theory of like, why would I put myself in this situation? Right. It's just, it's such a struggle and it's a very hard industry to get into, let alone be a woman on top of all of it, you know? Right. And having to be creative and having to be on your feet all the time, having to constantly be writing, constantly going to open mics. It's a very exhausting thing. Whereas like, I think a woman's like, no, I think I'm gonna like be an architect or like have some sort of plan where I can like fall back on this and I'm gonna graduate and I'm gonna do this instead of be this crazy person who drives six hours for 10 minutes of stage time and maybe 50 bucks you know like it's a very hard job to have uh, and it's takes maybe a decade to you know become something more than just a road comic or you know an open micer or whatever you want to call yourself so I think yeah no I have nothing but the utmost respect for stand-ups because I've never done it myself. Yeah. Being up on stage by myself. And it's like, if I'm bombing, I'm the only one that's responsible for this. Like that is a lot of pressure. Yeah. It is a ton of pressure. Um, But there, but it's pretty, like I said, it's been really cool. There have been so many more women nowadays and a few of them move out to LA. So it's kind of thinned out, but then we have this freshman class of, Ashley Keene, Diana Graham, um, Asia Marie has like gotten into stand up a little bit. So that's been really cool to watch them really work things out. Um, there's a great comic out in Lansing right now who's a female, one What's in Ann Arbor. Um, Maria, I, I always want to call her Maria Bamford. Yeah. Uh, but it's <laughs> Maria Bamford? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of her. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Elena Bamfield. Okay. Is her name. Uh, She's a great writer. She's very green. Uh, I can't wait to see what she does, but she's very funny. Um, And then Ella Horwettel is out of Ann Arbor, I want to say. And she just got into Skankfest, which is one of the biggest comedy festivals in the nation. Uh, Highly respected. And she got into it. So I'm proud of her. And I think she's just in her first year. So that's awesome. Super impressive. Uh, Ellie Snyder's been killing it. She lives in the Burbs somewhere. I'm not sure where she lives, but she's all over the place all the time. And she just got into Laugh Fest in Grand Rapids. That's so cool. Yeah, it's been really cool. And it's been fun to kind of be this sophomore junior comic now where i'm like a couple few years in now and to watch like the freshman class come in and yeah. and for them to be like do you have advice or do you you know and i and like learn from each other rubbing yeah. off on each other what exactly. is your advice for some of these new people in stand up um i actually met tom segura once and my a friend of mine opened up for him so i got to like go in the green room and meet him and that was my number one qu- after being so annoyingly nervous and like being a weird person around him I asked him if he had any advice and I think about it every day and he literally just goes it's real simple never stop getting on stage like true yeah and this is a person who is so rich from being a stand-up comedy right comedian and so successful and so creative has a, an amazing podcast with his wife you know we all know who Tom Segura is but uh t- for him to just be like so real and quick with me and was just like don't ever stop doing it if yeah. it's what you want to do keep practicing yeah so i think that that's yeah, just be consistent keep putting yourself out there oh, yeah. the it's such a nerve-wracking thing so you just have to keep doing it until you feel com- fully comfortable up there uh, i read an article that bilber uh 
he kind of had like a rebuttal to the article because the article was about him. Uh, and he said, uh, also, don't ever stop doing it. Um, but also just realize that you're writing for yourself and for what you think is funny and then hoping right. that other people and then you'll find your audience. You know? Exactly. Yeah, you have to be true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. you have to be true to yourself. It's so very I, similar to uh, advice that James Casada gave a lot of us. Mm-hmm. starting this who's he's was big in improv here in detroit and now okay. he lives in new york cool. um but he's a wealth of knowledge if in this would carry over even into comedy he's just a great person to talk to um but one time he told us if you are nervous or unaware of what's going on just get out there early and often and it was just something that was so easy and i was just like yeah don't yeah. think about it. Get out of your head and just get out there and you'll surprise yourself with what happens. Yeah, be exactly. comfortable with that uncomfortability. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, be yeah. vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Um, what a good what a good episode. Okay, so we always we end up it. our show mm-hmm. with a segment called Niche Quiche. Okay. And yeah. it's where we talk about things that we're kind of like obsessed with that might not be like super mainstream. It could also totally be mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever you want. We just like the way niche quiche sounds. Yeah. Do you guys have any good niche quiches? Um, I'll start okay. right now because I just binge watched Shrill. Okay. And which is also fantastic. So it's good. not niche at all, no. but uh and neither is the person I'm about to mention. But Patty Harris. I think she is kind of pretty it, niche. People are sleeping on Patty Harris. And they need to fucking wake, wake up because up. I'm Patty one of those Harris, people. I don't know. You need to wake up. She is so fucking funny. She's so funny. She's got an Instagram that I could just go through every last one. And I'm like, each of these Even her are pictures and yeah. descriptions are just hilarious. She's so She's from funny. Ohio. She's just uh, so, got such a weird sense yeah. of humor. And yes. she's so fucking yeah. funny. There's Hell this yeah. pa- there's this scene in particular uh, in the news <laughs> <laughs> In the new season of Shrill that I'm not kidding I was screaming at the TV laughing and so she is uh, the receptionist in this show and A.D. Bryant who's off of SNL and is my queen of queens uh, walks up to her and she's like like to the character like why do you have all my pictures on my on, on your desk and she's like and so she's like trying to grab her pictures back from patty harrison and patty's <laughs> like are you trying to take all of my stuff because i'm trans and ad bryan is like she is actually trans she is actually trans okay. and ad bryan is like no they're my things and she's just like well i want to keep them it's <laughs> because like, i'm a uh, veteran then yeah she's totally <laughs> not a veteran and it's just so funny like this exchange between them she's like one of those people where she'll like say something that is like very truthful to what she is like trans and then she'll just bring in the second option of something that is off the yeah. wall also like her brand veteran. is just like saying things that are not true and not <laughs> true at crazy. all she's so funny oh my god she kills me yeah, and the song I, I'm gonna she finish sings shrill tonight. it's great definitely don't wait. sleep on patty harrison she's hilarious oh my love gosh. her hell yeah yeah um uh, we watched Parasite last weekend. Oh my god, I'm Did you watch still Parasite? unraveling mm-hmm. from that. Everyone, okay, I've said this like 900 times to everyone, but like, do you remember back in high school when Garden State came out and everyone was like, oh my god, yeah, yes. gotta see Garden mm-hmm. State. Yes. And then I finally watched it and I was like, this is an okay movie, but I think it's not as good anymore because it was built up so much by everyone. And that's yeah. kind of how I feel about Parasite. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a great movie, but everyone's going crazy about it it's like 
I okay. So when I first, <laughs> this is my story with Parasite. When I first heard <laughs> of the movie Parasite, I literally thought it was like, um, like an old school movie, like. I'm just going to say Anaconda where it was like about a snake. So I was like, oh, it's going to be a movie about parasites. Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea what it was. I thought it was going to be like some like sci-fi type thing. And then my cousin, after I realized it's not about that, he told me it's a horror film. And so when me and Brendan were watching it, the whole time I was like kind of like in the couch, like waiting for something horrific to happen. And it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what is this movie? Like, yeah, there was like a lot of fun twists and turns. And it was yeah. a fun movie oh, but man. like the way it was described by everyone I was like I was not expecting no this. honestly I think I enjoyed the director's acceptance speech at the Golden Globes more than, more than the, movie. the movie that's fair <laughs> wow. I didn't watch that but yeah. I, it's a fun movie but just like don't don't build it up too much as I did yeah yeah be open-minded when seeing Parasite that's right yeah got any niche quiches I'm a, I am again a very strange person uh I don't I don't know what's. I should know what's going on in the world right now because I'm a comic, but I am such a busy person. I think that I don't really have time to like keep up with what. And the world is like changing so quickly, and so many things. And it's are, depressing and bad. Oh God, so it's, it's like it's why? on fire literally. Yeah. Um, so yep. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, but also what? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> How do these two exist? Like mostly water, though. <laughs> Oh God! I laughed at that very loudly. That was good. <laughs> I was, huh? You don't think about Zing. it. Uh, and I, I do a lot of. I watch a lot of stand-up specials. I would say uh, the de- 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 degenerates <laughs> say that ten times fast. Uh, just hit Netflix. It's the second one that they put out. Um, and those are my babies. Those are my dirty comic babies that inspire me every day to like. Okay, maybe this can be done. You know, maybe you can get paid for your dirty ass fucking jokes. Like and you yeah. absolutely you know? can. Totally yeah, good. yeah. I like. Uh, I love Joey Diaz. Uh, you know, all those guys are just so funny to me, and he gets away with so much. And he has stories of his mom being like a coke whore, and like you know, and they're such true funny stories. He just like makes fun of his sadness, and I think I do a lot of that as well, so yeah, yeah I, I love him. Um, Jenny Slate, I've, this is one thing that I have, was obsessed with for a minute. Are you, do you love Jenny I Slate? I love Jenny Slate. I love her so much. Um, her stand-up special, did you watch so it? So good. I watched it twice. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you watched it uh, twice? Really That's good. adorable. I watched it 17 times. Uh, like I, well, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't binge watch anything. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a big deal if I'm like, I'm watching that twice. Right, right. I get it. It's uh, been Brendan approved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, I just would have it in the background or I would fall asleep to it or whatever. But I loved it so much. Uh, she, it was, it's literally a work of art in my opinion. I just love, like, it's cool. Like everyone's got their own personal experiences and perspectives and stuff. And she just did such a, like, I love watching things with siblings. Like I thought it was so cute. Like her talking to her sisters yeah. about like their funny little games that they would play when they were children. It's just mm-hmm. like, everyone's got a fun little story that they can share yeah. with people. I'll yeah. be honest. I've been sleeping on Jenny Slate. You have to watch her stand up yeah. special. It's like a mixture of stand up and then like in her childhood home, like her interviewing, like her grandparents and, and sisters I would absolutely and parents. Love that. It's I'm just sure so cute. Well, the thing about I Jenny cried. Slate for me is she going back to what you were saying when everyone builds something up so much I like I have a hard time going towards it and I feel the same way about Jenny Slate. I feel like for four weeks, everyone was like, Jenny Slate, Jenny Slate, Jenny Slate. And I'm like, okay, I'll get there. Because of the stand-up special? Yeah. 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 
that's how it goes you know and then people stop talking about it but yeah uh, it's called stage fright uh and then she talks about having stage fright and like how it's a crumbling anxiety for her and at one point she starts not like during her special it's when it cuts to her like being interviewed by an interviewer or whatever and she talks about why she called it stage fright and how she feels about stage fright how she's gone to therapy for her stage fright and she starts crying i bet she was the same interview i heard her on i did listen to her interview and i was like okay i'm interested again but i think it was on npr and it was really good and she was very vulnerable and like just great it was so cool to watch that because we all have it you know at least a little bit you know or a lot of it and she has like an intense fear of being on stage and then she went and did this special and absolutely killed it and ended on such a strong personal note like about her basically going through this divorce and then like living with her parents and I won't ruin it for anybody but it's so funny uh her last joke is so hilarious but then she kind of ends with like maybe you're gonna live with your parents and maybe you get divorced and maybe you go through all these things but then you're here on stage with all of these lovely people and I think we're doing it. And like she ends up, yeah. you know, and then they all like cheer and it's so crazy. And you can tell that she's like, I did it. You know, my stage fright was there. And, and now I just did this hour and it's so good. And yeah, Aww. very personal. It's I really cool. That. It's really cool. Do you feel like you ever felt that way? Like watching your friends while taking this career path. I've always been interested in that. I get scared about money. Yeah. Oh, I get scared about money. <laughs> Same. I'm a, you know, I'm a starving artist. I'm a waitress. Like I, you know, I've built my home. It's I'm very very thankful for my home. Uh, gonna try to buy it in the spring. Very exciting. But other than that, I, you know, I think I had a moment of like insecurity mostly when I was still closer to 25 of like they have all these amazing men in their lives and who are so strong and you know, they're not to like be saying anything about politics, but they're like liberals. They're, they're intelligent. They care about the fucking earth, you know, they're, and they found their perfect partners and it's so great to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm the bridesmaid. I'm the funny girl. I'm, I think I'm too much for men. So I, you know, I don't know. I never really worried about it. Uh, I just, I don't think marriage is for me anyway. So it's kind of like, who cares? You know? Yeah, if yeah. I, that's their journey. You're that's on your their own journey. journey and, and, you know, and like. you can be happy for them. Comedy's my husband. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he's I've very good to me. I've never loved a statement more yeah, in my entire comedy's life. Comedy's my husband. Um, and I, I've, I've made it to a place where I firmly believe that if it happens, it happens. You know, like. If I meet somebody great, cool. You know, uh, I also it's don't. It's supposed to be easy. Yeah, it's you supposed be to forced. be easy. Exactly. And I've had a lot of hard relationships with men, so it's it's just kind of. You're in a place where you're like, I'm just gonna be totally fine by myself. Yeah, I'm and in a I'm, similar situation. You know, too. you get it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, and then I never really wanted kids. Um, I'm turning thirty in a week, and I think it's starting. Like my brain chemistry is like you need to reproduce, you know? So I think it's like having second thoughts on children then I am. Yeah. But I don't want them. I know myself that I don't want them, but my body is like, put a baby in there, you know, like it's just, let's test this oven. It's biology. I think doing its thing with, you know, cause I'm getting older and it's like my body's panicking, but my brain is like, 
you don't want that. You don't want to be wiping boogers and wiping dirty asshole and like, you know what I mean? Like, unless it's your <laughs> yeah. own. Yelling. Yeah, unless it's your own. And you don't want to be like yelling at your kids in a restaurant. You got to take that thing everywhere you go. I, I got to go it's to Home Depot with work. a baby? Like, <laughs> fuck you. I'm not doing that. You know, it's a ton of work. And I don't want to fuck up a human being. Like, honestly, that's mostly the thing. But yeah, I don't know. I agree with all those things. I but then too. I also think I about one day I'm going to be like 60 and then I'm like, who do I celebrate my Who's holidays gonna with? Who's going to wipe my boogers in my Who's ass gonna now? Because I'm 60. <laughs> I can't do that stuff myself. But then I'm like, Ugh, am I going to just be like the gay uncle that's like, can I come over for Thanksgiving again, please? I love the gay uncle. Torture. I mean... I don't have Be one. The gay uncle. I am the gay uncle, but like I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? They're like, yes. there's like a, there's a future, and there's gonna be a day you're like, wow, like okay, yeah. Things have slowed right. down a little bit. It'd be kind of cool to have children. Well, yeah. the reason I pose that question is because I feel like you can have great success with following your career and your passion of comedy without doing the uh, analog things that we were all told we should do. Exactly. And um, it took me a while to figure that out, but yeah, I, I think you absolutely can. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I try to not compare myself to other people, and I think that's something that I'm learning as I get older. Which absolutely. everyone yeah, should do. That's key. Yeah, it's key. You're, absolutely. You're just set, like social media. Don't compare yourself. Like Mm-mm. you're oh. gonna make yourself so depressed. It's so hard. It's so crazy. But and then but also yeah. remember that everyone is going through the exact same thing, and everyone's just doing their best. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Every day, I gotta remind myself that. Well, sure. Johanna, I am not a stand-up comedian, but I right away. Um, realize that you are different than every other woman who is in this community, which is why you were the first stand-up comedian we asked to be on this show. And so um, uh, yeah, I think you're great, and I've seen you perform Thank a couple you. times. I'm really excited you're in this community, and you're uh, a bitch in power. Take it, trying, do it, trying my you're best. You're an inspiration, and really you're performing is. at AWOL on Friday. Yeah, yeah, cool, great. I'm excited yeah. to see you. I'm excited to be there. Yeah, Hell yeah. All How right. do you feel about your episode? I feel good. Um, I, like I said, very hungover and very <laughs> sensitive to caffeine. And yeah, sir, this is pr- you this make is cold a brew. mean yeah. cold brew. So lost my train of thought a little bit. I think I blacked out at one point. Um, That's okay. But we I accept was, those things here. I was happy to share my true stories, you know. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a comic. I'm a stand-up. I'm obsessed with myself. Like, any opportunity to talk about my hello. Good. I just threw a feather for the people listening. Yeah. Um, this is a visual. <laughs> That's how strongly <laughs> I feel about this. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for coming yeah, on. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was this great was so to get to fun. know you a little better. Yes. This yeah. was amazing. Thank you, guys. All right. You're welcome. All right, Brandon. Well, Chuck. Just we'll sign out. Bye. What do you say? Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.